knowing what I know now through how we manage the budgets and stuff like that, I feel like there logistically would have been enough money to cover everything. Yeah. But how it was being spent and managed wasn't exactly the best. And I think that was like a lack of communication between the two, whereas one wants yeah. to spend, the other one wants to get on top of things sort of thing. Yeah. Did that impact their relationship? At times, yeah, definitely. Welcome to My Money, My Story, where we chat to some amazing people about their money story and hear just how much money can really impact your life. And I'm your host, Tammy Barton, founder and director of My Budget. We begin today by acknowledging the Ghana people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording our podcast today. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and we would like to extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Well, hi, everyone. Today, I would like to welcome Crystal, our guest. Crystal is very special for a number of reasons. Firstly, Crystal is a staff member at my budget. But prior to Crystal joining my budget as a team member and joining the my budget family, she was already sort of part of the family because her dad has been a client and is a client. And so there's lots of different angles to uh, interesting, inspirational parts to Crystal's story. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you. Appreciate it. So let's get into it. Let's start. We start wherever you feel comfortable, but maybe I think because, you know, you're a a little bit younger or younger than me. (laughs) So it'd be interesting to hear it from your, and also because your dad's a client as well as yourself being a client and a staff member. I'd like to start maybe back when you were younger and talking about maybe some of your your dad's journey, given he joined my budget before you worked for us. And your how how his journey reflected on you as a child because I think quite often I talk about the fact that my budget the impact that we have is not just on our clients no. it's on their families as well it's on their children it's on their their brothers and sisters it's on their parents so we're having a bigger effect in the community than just our clients yeah 100 percent. I totally agree with that and you might be able to talk to that so talk about you know wherever you feel comfortable starting yeah so essentially as you mentioned, Dad's the client. Dad started up in uh, 2021, September. Prior to that, so growing up, we didn't really have the best financial situation. Dad essentially likes to spend money he doesn't have, in a sense. So constantly getting like loans and going out and buying things, getting credit cards, etc. Um, and, and was just, he always like this? Not, not really. So probably from a really young age, I reckon about six or seven is when I first started to notice it. But prior to that, I think you know, my family managed their money pretty well. Like mum and dad had a house from the age of like 21. They were doing really well to pay that off. We moved into another house when I was just one and a half, which, you know, was a huge step up for them because it was so much more that they were having to sort of, you know, pay off as a mortgage and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so dad essentially just liked to spend a lot of money. I saw my family getting in a lot of debt. Growing up, I kind of didn't really know what was happening. It was always like, oh, like, We'd go shopping. We couldn't really get anything as far as treats or anything like that unless we had pocket money or had done something really good to be able to get a reward. And then growing up, I think I started to ask questions about the age of 10 or 11 um, when we started learning a lot in like math about money and sort of what you're spending, where you're getting the money from, all of that sort of thing. So finding out from my mum, especially what had been happening and being like, oh, okay, like this is our financial situation. This is why we can't afford things. And then getting into say like 13 when I started working 
I then started to question things further with mum. So we went into things like when she had bills due, when they would be overdue, how she would go about getting extensions, all of that sort of stuff. And I found myself feeling in a sense really like scared, I think, more so because it's like, well, if we can't pay our bills, what then happens? Mm -hmm. So I kind of took it upon myself to start offering my mum money. So I'd give her like a little bit of money here and there when she'd be like, oh, this feels late or something like that. When I was 18 and started going to uni, I got given like government grants and stuff like that. Kind of just fought that straight off to mum. I figure, you know, I had myself financially stable at that point, so they were better off with it than me. And my brother and I kind of started paying rent and board as a thing to sort of help mum get on top of things better, mm-hmm. which is good. Dad definitely didn't really want to know about the bills, that's for sure. Only came to So it was point. sort of your mum's and, and that's that's normal as well. It's normally one person in the relationship yeah. that takes care of that yeah. side of things. So it was your mum that looked after paying the bills. Yeah, definitely. She always had this little like folder that she'd have all her bills in. She'd have a mm-hmm. calendar with all their due dates and extension dates and all of that sort of thing. But dad really never wanted to know about it until mm-hmm. crunch time when mum actually had to go in for surgery. She's never really done well with like anaesthetic and stuff like that. So he's like, oh, you know, if anything happens, I need to know what's happening so I can keep everything going for us so I don't don't know I felt kind of stressed about that because Mm -hmm. I knew more than he did at that point and how old were you then that would have been about 19 I reckon when that had happened yeah Mm -hmm. so I definitely feel like as a family it definitely impacted us it made us kids have to grow up quicker than Mm -hmm. we probably should have had to and what made you start to notice when you were younger like what were the things that you know that made you I even ask about my was it because you're just naturally interested or was it because you saw perhaps mum and dad were stressed or mum particularly because she was what was it that kind of triggered you to ask a little bit about paying the bills yeah so mainly like seeing the impact I did have on my mum because she was quite stressed about it at times like I'd see have mum having like a bit of a breakdown over it right. and all that sort okay. of thing I think the inquisitive side of me did come out a lot as well mainly because it's like well Mum's really upset. We, as kids, couldn't really do anything. We'd miss out yeah, on, like, excursions and stuff like that because we couldn't afford it. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's happening with our family that's not happening with others for them to be able to get something out of it yeah. that we're not? So Yeah. And your mum and dad or your, were both working or one working or? Both working. Um, yep. Mum, when she had us kids, she had pretty much taken time off to be a full-time mum. Yep. For the last 15 years, she's been in, like, a really stable ongoing job she actually works two jobs now as well yeah um yeah that had been happening for at least the last 10 years so, so they always had income coming in yeah it was just maybe the way that it was being managed potentially or, yeah yeah um, was there enough to cover the bills I feel like like knowing what I know now through how we manage the budgets and stuff like that I feel like there logistically would have been enough money to cover everything yeah but how it was being spent and managed wasn't exactly the best. And I think that was like a lack of communication between the two, whereas one wants yeah. to spend, the other one wants to get on top of things sort of thing. Yeah. You know? So you'd say they weren't on the same page with definitely money. Definitely not, no. And did that impact their relationship? At times, yeah, definitely. Definitely heard like a lot of conversations about money and yeah, they, they weren't exactly always on the same page. But I feel like long or the short of it, mum did what she had to do to get on top of it, regardless of the situation. Yeah, yeah. And so how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel like, okay, I'm going to be the type of person who wants to be in control of my finances or were you just like it didn't really, like it didn't have a, a 
it didn't impact you? It had a huge impact growing up, like pre- from a really early age, actually. Like as soon as I started getting pocket money, it's like, I'm not spending this. I'm going to put it away and hide <laughs> it so no one knows where it is. And I would do anything I could to get extra money. So like started working full time from the age of 13 as much yeah. as I could. Had two jobs at one stage as well and was saving for everything and anything I wanted. So it was definitely don't be like my dad kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't want to have those debts or like things lingering over me to stop yeah. me from enjoying my life. Yeah. Well, I guess there's always lessons learned from experiences. Yeah. And funnily enough, the when you're talking about your experience with your parents and when they, they broke up, I had a similar pivotal moment as well when my parents separated you know, mum got paid out some money and bought a house and that sort of thing. But we went away to Melbourne for a basketball carnival. And I remember my mum was just spending so much money. And <laughs> and I, just, I was just like, I kind of know that you don't have a lot of money. And this money that you're spending is all you've got to your mm. name. And you're spending it on this trip in Melbourne. And I just remember thinking, this is not good. This mm. isn't good. I didn't really know enough. But I just felt like we shouldn't be spending this money. Yeah. And then lo and behold, before we knew it, mum had run out of money. Oh. So, and, and it was just, it was, she was doing what she thought was the right thing by spending money on us kids and, yeah. you know, on this trip. But I felt, I knew and I thought, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I've got enough money to pay for things when I get older. I don't go on the trip to Melbourne if I can't afford it. Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Um, but th- those, those, Moments in life can be those pivotal, you know, turning points where you see something, you go, I could continue and I can be like that or I can make a decision and not be like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it wasn't good or bad that mum did that. It was just a moment, a learning opportunity for me, yeah. I think. So anyway, back to you because <laughs> the story today is all about you and your family and your experiences. So now you're 18, 19 and you've, have you discovered that your dad's got debt or ha- what happens next? At that age, still working like really hard on myself and my own savings and stuff like that. Mum had kind of hit the point where she'd been getting money from my brother and I's board. She'd sort of got back on track with things. A few years later, it sort of started to decline again. And we found that those sort of like spending issues had come into play again. Mm-hmm. About two years ago, so I'm almost 28 now, Um, when I was about 26, they decided to split up. At that point, it kind of, you know, came to light what exactly had happened and how much debt had been accrued over the years. So definitely like was in excess of about 50,000 because we had like car loans, credit cards, Mm -hmm. all of that sort of thing put into play. And yeah, when going through the separation and stuff like that, essentially dad got his assets and the debt and Mm -hmm mum got the house so they kind of all equated to about the same amount of money so yeah I think for that it was definitely a big learning curve for my dad especially because it sort of you know came to the point where it's like well now I've got my income my debts and my sort of things I have to pay for what am I going to do because mm-hmm. didn't have that reliability of my mum to sort of work everything out yes yeah, yeah yeah and that happens quite a bit actually when there's a relationship breakdown and one person in the relationship has been looking after the finances and the other hasn't, when you, when they separate, the person who hasn't been looking at after the finances is a bit of a shock and because they just haven't done it before, that's all. And so I think that's probably what your dad would have been thinking, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I've got to work this out. <laughs> definitely. I, I definitely feel there was a point like where he felt 
alone in a sense and didn't really know what to do with himself. So he sort of came to me at one point and said like, oh, like I reached out to my budget. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like I had no <laughs> idea what the company was about. And um, now you're one of our money coaches. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like he explained everything to me and how like the company itself had been helping him out and started to help him get his finances on track. And now like two years later, he's working on getting a house for himself. So he's going to be like eliminating all those extra costs he doesn't need. He's reduced himself to, I think, three outstanding debts now. Amazing. Um, so yeah, he's doing an amazing job. I'm really proud of where, like, where he's come. Where he's got to. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And look, we all have our stories and our journey about how and why we took out debt and, and that sort of thing. And I'm and I'm sure your dad had a reason why he felt the need to, or, you know, put things on on for different reasons. Yeah. And we all have we all have our journeys and our stories, but it's just about I mean, your your dad is courageous for, you know, stepping up to the plate and mm. trying to sort out his situation. And it sounds like he's doing a great job yeah. and he's well on the path to doing that. So well done to your dad for taking that step yeah. because it's hard for people. It really is. It's hard to go, I'm going to sort this out. But the, the the benefit of doing it is so great. I mean, yeah. it's it's really incredible. And so what about you? So then so you're working at my budget. You didn't, well, sorry, you're working at my budget now. You didn't <laughs> know about my budget. No. And then. I had no idea. <laughs> and is it because of your dad that you applied for a role? Weirdly or? enough, no. So I had previously worked in call centres beforehand. At the time I applied for the role, I was actually working in a warehouse. I was just getting really sick of the hands-on work, even though I enjoy it. It was just kind of long days, long hours, not really getting much out of it. So decided to kind of go back into sort of like a contact centre role. Really mm-hmm. love talking to people a lot. So pretty much typed in contact centre. It was the first thing that popped up. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I spoke to my parents about the role and they're like oh apply it and as soon as I told dad he's like oh I'm with my budget I was like what how did I like not know oh, that so that's you didn't realize no, no. <laughs> so I only found out all the details like once I'd actually told him I was going to apply for the role here ah yeah and so was it after you told him you were going to apply for the role that you realized the situation or you already knew that he was in a bit of a situation with his finances definitely and- knew he was in a financial like situation at the time it's just I didn't know he was getting the help until I reached out and said like this is the role I'm going for so you know it's I guess in a sense it was really good that he was getting that help for himself but also kind of like surprising for me that he didn't reach out in a sense to tell me um, yeah I think that's definitely a huge thing with a lot of people is they don't like to talk about the situation or let people know they're getting help even though they are. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you would know now because you've yeah. worked at my budget for six months and so you have lots of interactions with our amazing clients. Yes, it's great. So given that you do work at my budget, thinking about money, what do you think about the statement about money that it's not about how much we earn, it's actually more about how we manage it? Do you agree with that? statement based on some of your experiences? 100%. Even like my own personal experience before setting up my budget with with the company, I actually didn't know how far my money could go. So I'd be planning out myself on a month to month basis rather than looking over a 12 month period. And it's like, well, realistically now I have it set out to reach my goal of saving for a house by the end of next year. So how amazing is that to see your future? Like on a screen. Yeah. Um, and just to give the listeners some context, uh, 
who might not be a client of my budget. You get to see 12 months ahead. And so you get to you get to make whatever decisions you want to make, basically, but it gives you so much more information to make good decisions. You go, oh my God, I can actually get that house deposit. I just need to save this much, which means maybe I won't bother going away for the weekend to Melbourne or wherever. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it gives you that visibility to make good decisions and it just keeps you on track to yeah. your fun. You, yeah, you you know because you, you work here. <laughs> Definitely. Like and even, use it. Use the service. Yeah, even with situations like planning for like car services and stuff like that, I find mm-hmm. that that's a huge thing that gets overlooked, even by myself. I used to freak out being like, oh, no, my tyres have popped. What am I going to do? I don't have any money. But now it's like I've got that set aside for the times I know I'm going to need it. How good's that? That's that peace amazing. of mind. <laughs> Going back to talking about your dad and and his situation, how did all of the circumstances surrounding that impact you and him and and your relationship or his relationship with his children and his wife? It was quite intense. There was definitely a roller coaster of emotions when everything happened. So during the separation itself, I found it really hard because seeing all the debt dad had gotten into versus like what the situation was as a whole, it kind of made me reflect and be like, you know, he could have made better choices Mm. and I could have missed out on less as a child if he'd made those choices better, which would have been nice. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's definitely impacted my relationship with Dad in, I guess, a negative way, like, through the last couple of years. But we've been working really hard, like, as a pair to work things out and get back on track. And I think a lot of seeing what he's doing for himself now has made it easier for me to open up and rely on him a bit more. So like, for example, I've had an emergency situation recently where I was stuck for money Mm -hmm. and I've actually been able to rely on him for that, which for me was a huge step in our relationship. Yeah. Whereas beforehand I couldn't have done that. It was him relying on me. So you said that, and let's just unpack that a little bit, that if he made different choices, you know, you wouldn't have probably have had to gone out, gone without with on some of the little things that other yeah. families just took for granted. Do you think there was anything in his childhood that made him feel like, you know, maybe the same thing happened to him? He didn't get a lot or... I don't know. I'm just, I'm exploring here. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely are going down the right road. Um, <laughs> Dad explained to us growing up that essentially he went without as a child, so he didn't want to go without as an adult. And that's maybe why psychologically he was like, well, I went without, so it doesn't matter if my kids go without. Yeah. In a way. Or, I don't know. Or being wrapped up in like the fact that he could have what he wanted in a sense and didn't really realise the ramifications for other people, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, though. Like, not everyone realises the impact they have on other people. So when making those sort of, like, financial choices, especially for myself now, I think, how is it going to impact me? How is it going to impact, like, my mum? Because I live with mum. I pay, Mm. like, half the rent, half half the mortgage, half the bills, that sort of stuff. And for me, if I was to put myself behind, how would that then impact her? Yeah. So... It's yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a burden for you as a child, yeah, as a daughter. No matter how old you are, to worry about your parents financially is just one thing that we think that we don't have to do, but that's not the reality, right? Because no. you do it, I do it, we all do it. You know, my mum, you know, she's fantastic, but as I touched on, she has never been great with money. Yeah, I mean, she was one of my very first 
clients, unpaying clients. <laughs> Things they do for family. Um, and, uh, and, but she loves it and she's been on track. But she's just, if she gets money in her hot little hands, it's gone and it's not spent on her. That, yeah. That's the thing. She gives it all away. She spends it on everyone else. Yeah. And so it does make you worried. Yeah. It does make you worry about your parents. And it's not something that you instinctively think that you're going to do, but you just do. Yeah. And I mean, like, in saying that as well, people have spending problems. It's not like, you know, one here and there. A lot of people have that sort of struggle with financial responsibility. But remembering as well, it doesn't actually represent them as a person. So although, like, yes, Dad has made some poor choices, it doesn't reflect on him as a person. No. You know, so, like, I think that's always been a hard thing for me because, like, going through it personally, you're like, oh, like, why did he do this? Why did he do that? But same point, he's still my dad. Like, I still love him regardless of of situations and all that. So it gets really emotionally conflicting because it's like, ah, I want to strangle you. But at the same point, like, I still love you. And he's not alone. And there's lots of, that's why I was trying to dig into, there's lots of reasons why we find ourselves in debt or why we have taken out credit cards. Like, And there's there's certainly no judgment around that. Yeah. There's circumstances that lead people to making all sorts of different decisions. Definitely. And, you know, for my mum, she just wanted to give us everything. She just wanted to give us everything and her and my sisters and everyone so and everyone around her. Yeah. So there's there's reasons why we make decisions that we make. When it becomes detrimental, then it's like, okay, well, it's time to do something different now. Yeah. Because the way in which we manage our money has a big impact on the way our life turns out. Yeah. And that certainly doesn't mean money makes you happy. <laughs> no. You don't need to. Ha- you just need enough to pay your bills, really. Exactly. And once you reach that, anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Anything else is savings and surplus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can live comfortably can, and also spend money. Yeah, yeah. Like there's only, there's only so much stuff you can buy. I mean, there's a lot online, let me tell you. <laughs> let me all know. <laughs> but we don't need it. It doesn't make us happy. Yeah. We might get a bit of excitement when the parcel arrives. But, you know, like that's it. So moving on to you now and back to you working at my budget. Yeah. What have you learned? about your own situation and your own finances just through being a staff member and the training that you do and and the ability to use the My Budget service and that sort of thing. How has that worked for you and, and your life and the impact that that's had for you? It's been amazing. Definitely learned that I can live within my means a lot more than I thought. It's made me more, I guess, financially aware of what I'm spending as well because I used to always give myself like a weekly allowance be like, oh, that's okay to spend, but not really – realizing then what impact it would have on me in the future. So like for now, I've reduced my weekly living expenses, but long-term it's allowing me to get my house and reach my goal that I'm trying to do. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. We need one of those buttons that goes, you know. (laughs) The applaud button. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We need to start getting some buttons in the podcast. Definitely. (laughs) So I can get a bit bit more excited. I don't know how old you are, but you you're younger than me. <laughs> 28. <almost>. 28. So, <laughs> um, so you're not a baby. No. Definitely not. But you're, you're younger. And uh, I'm a, a proud ambassador. In fact, I sit on their board of Project Gen Z, which focuses on educating the next generation about financial literacy as well as entrepreneurship. And we worked with Project Gen Z to put together a school workshop called Money and Me. Now, it helps young people to do more with their money, which, of course, as you know, 
means if you can do more with your money, you can do more with your life. Yeah. And the idea behind Money and Me is helping the the future generation be able to unlock, you know, more choices and allow them just to dream bigger dreams. And it teaches them how to handle money confidently. So a question for you with that context in mind, thinking about, you know, the next generations coming through and you being the, the child of a client yeah. or and and someone who has had money impact their life through their parents. Yeah. What advice would you give to parents on teaching money management to their children based on your own personal experience and also the stuff that you've learnt at my budget, of course? Yeah, um, I definitely probably would say to, like, teach your kids to live within their means. So making sure they're aware of, like, what the ramifications are if they choose to go out and spend all their money at once. Yeah. Like, give yourself a weekly allowance. Oh, but there's nothing left at the end of the week sort of thing, you know. And I think just making sure kids know like how to set their goals and how to walk towards them, work towards them as well. Because for me, I always had those little goals in mind, but I didn't really have like the encouragement or knowledge to work towards them. Yeah. And the plan too. Yeah. The plan to work towards them. So believe in yourself and, you know, set those goals. Yeah. And I I just think, I think one of the important things is teaching kids what things actually cost. Yes, definitely. And, (laughs) And having the conversation about I have to work this long to earn this much, which pays for this. Yes. And when I've had that conversation with my kids, they go, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I've turned them into little um, tight asses. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that's really good though because, like, I know a lot of, like, educational places don't actually teach that sort of thing. But the school I went to growing up, we actually had, like, a life skills kind of thing. So yep. we had to pick a, like, job out the hat we'd get our weekly wage, we'd have to work out what we're doing for like water, electricity, all that sort of stuff. And I'd never seen it in another sort of school. So for me, that kind of like planted the seed for wanting to know more. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I I go and talk to the year 11s most years at one of the schools here in Adelaide and it's like light bulb moments. Yeah. And they're very basic things that you learn as you get older, but as a teenager, you don't realize those things. So, yeah, so I think it's really, I think it's really important. So your family, they've had a like an incredible transformation in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So you should feel very proud. And again, it's taking that courageous step to, well, for your dad to get some help, just make that decision that he's going to change. Yeah. You know, it takes, you've set goals for yourself. It takes courage to set those goals because you might fail. You might not, you not, yeah. might not hit them, but it takes courage to set those goals. So you you guys are on a great trajectory and you all should feel very proud of, you know, because I always say every experience builds your character. Yeah. Okay. So all those experiences that you had as a kid have built your character and have built your resilience and it set you on a path that maybe you don't know what path it is yet, but it set you on a path that's going to be a great path for you. Yeah. So what in your life are you, when we talk about gratitude on this podcast, so what in your life, what is something that you're really grateful for? Definitely my family. So growing up, really grateful like for the experience and lessons that my mum's taught me. Grateful for dad because he's taught me to be a better person as well, regardless of the situation that I've learned from him. And my popper as well. So my pop growing up taught us that if you can't afford it, you don't need it. 
Yeah. Sorry, that's always a thing that I've kind of lived by. If I couldn't go to the shop and buy it straight then and there, it could wait. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, it's funny because the next question I was going to ask was, you know, if you had a message that you wanted to put out to the world, what would it be? So if you had a big billboard and the sign, the message was going to go in there, one of those blimps in the sky and the message, you know, is going over Glenelg Beach there, you know, <laughs> right near the jetty. What would be the message you want to put out there? For me, it'd probably be work hard and dream big because you've got to work hard to get where you want to go and you have to dream big to know where you're going. So Crystal, where to now? Like, where's your journey heading? What are your goals? So my short-term goal, have a house by the end of next year, which is going to be amazing. And I'm also really wanting to travel. So I've got set aside at the moment some money I'm saving up for a holiday to USA. Amazing. Going to go over there and watch a um, world cheerleading championship, which is like a huge passion of mine. So it's going to be amazing. Oh, that will be unreal. I love the States. So if you need any tips, depending on where you're going, hit me up. (laughs) Florida, Um, definitely. (laughs) Florida, I have not been to, so I cannot help you. But I do want to get there. So maybe I'll be getting the tips from you. Maybe. Willing to do that. That's amazing. On that note, I think we're just going to end it right there on a high. Thank you so much, um, Christo. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Me too. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thanks for joining us today. To hear more about our stories and budgeting tips, head to mybudget.com.au to check out our resources there. We've got free budget plans that you can download. And if you're interested in taking that next step so you can start living your life free from money worries, just give us a call and book in your free appointment. It won't cost you anything but your time. My Budget Australian Financial Services Licence and Australian Credit Licence number 391759.